0: Your official station to talk Giants, the Fan 101.9 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Download it today.
1: Hey, good track. Keep McPherson on the fan, checking back in. Nine thirty. I told you. CP the franchise. From Knicks Fan TV joins us right now. CP, what's going on, brother? Keith, a, a little money, power, respect to, to lead in.
2: After I <laughs> complain, man, it's a beautiful, beautiful way to come in, man. Glad to be on with you.
1: Perfect. Paulie queued that up. That's so New York. That sets the vibe, the tone, the energy as we get ready for Knicks versus Nets. How you feeling about the game tomorrow? You feeling confident? You feeling like the Knicks can get a win against the Nets in Brooklyn? Battle of the
2: Burrows, Act 1. Always look forward to these matchups. I'm feeling good. Look, I, I think the Knicks, uh, they're, they're working through their woes, whether it's the three-point defense, some injury woes, but nevertheless, offensively, things have been clicking for these guys. I mean, you just had the Knicks uh, coming off of a 120-107 to 107 win in Minnesota where Julius Randle went a red-hot 8-for-13 from downtown. You know, Jalen Brunson has been chipping in as well all year. R.J. Barrett seems to be finding his groove, so – I think offensively, this Knicks team has been, you know, clicking pretty well. It's on the defensive side of things where they're going to have their hands full, obviously starting with Kevin Durant. So uh, we'll see how it goes on Wednesday. But nevertheless, I think I think the Knicks can pull, pull it out.
1: Yeah, now the Knicks are coming off a big win, 120-107 against the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, the Nets lost their game yesterday to the Dallas Mavericks. But whatever, you put it behind you and you go into this rivalry, all bets are off. None of that matters. Here's a question for you, right? And I'll answer for the, the Nets fans. You know, who is a player this season early on in these first couple games that has surprised you? For Nets fans, it's got to be Utah Watanabe who won't be available for the game tomorrow, but Utah has risen up and gotten a chance to play, and he's been solid, and I don't think many fans really even expected him to crack the rotation. Who is that guy on the Knicks for you that has really stepped up and become a player this year?
2: Yeah, you know what? I got to start with Obi Toppin coming off of the bench, man. I mean, he finished last season so well in Julius Randle's absence. The question mark was going to be, could he continue his hot shooting from last year? And, and he's done that very well, shooting 40% from three. He's almost at a 50-40-90 slash line. He's about 49% field goal percentage, 40% from three, and 100% from the free throw line. Obi Toppin is looking great. His shooting stroke is looking fantastic. He's getting the Knicks out in transition. He's also making plays in transition as well, rebounding the ball well. He's, he's been playing good defense. He had four steals last night in the Knicks' win against the Timberwolves. And now you're starting to see the biggest question mark since he's been here has been, can he and Julius Randle share the court together? Can they coexist? Because for the last two seasons, Tom Thibodeau has been so resistant and reluctant to play these guys in meaningful games and meaningful minutes. But now, due to the injury of Mitchell Robinson, Tibbs' hand has been forced. And now you're seeing Julius and Obi sharing the court together and even finishing in a number of games. And that's been encouraging, and I think that's been largely due to Obi Toppin's ability to space the floor as a three-point shooter, his improved rebounding, and his improved defense. So to me, I wouldn't necessarily say he's been a surprise, but he's been a big spark for the Knicks bench,
1: no question. Now, you mentioned Mitchell Robinson and his injury. Uh, he won't be in this game. Uh, T.J. Warren, I already mentioned Utah Watanabe, and then Kyrie Irving also won't be in this game. So a couple guys missing, but we're expecting to see Ben Simmons out there, Seth Curry out there, and those are two guys from the Nets that uh, they definitely need to play a part in a bigger role. They're you know coming along, but like not themselves. right? Ben Simmons has been a shell of himself. And Seth Curry hasn't been able to really get it going yet. But um, you guys were able to get Quentin Grimes back. Quentin Grimes, um, I think, you know, with getting Quentin Grimes back and, you know, having some better shooting from other guys, you've been able to move away from Evan Fournier a bit. And me, I'm an Evan Fournier hater. I've been. Uh, from the Celtics days, I never liked the guy. KD always goes at him. And I think it's best that you don't have Evan Fournier anywhere near KD tomorrow. Uh, What about Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish is a guy that's emerged and uh, he was a top recruit coming out of high school, coming out of Duke, played with R.J. Barrett. And to see him now in the starting lineup and playing 28 minutes a night like he did last night, man, this is a guy that they traded for last year. I think he's got a lot of upside, too.
2: You know, the interesting thing is that coming into this season, many and myself included thought that Cam Reddish in this wing rotation was going to be the odd man out because Quentin Grimes was coming in from year two, had a great summer league, almost should have won the summer league MVP, was really solid there, was really rounding out his game, and and not just being a three-point shooter, but really being a guy that could put the ball on the floor and make some plays. However, Quentin Grimes has missed so much time with a foot injury He did come back for a couple of games. He he played in in their game against the Hawks, their loss against the Hawks, started in their game against Philadelphia, and now missed the the last two games and is in jeopardy of missing the Nets game with foot soreness. So that has allowed Cam Reddish to really assume that role in the starting rotation as a starting three, which allows R.J. Barrett to move to the two. And where Cam Reddish is coming in now is his defense. The Knicks sorely need – wing defense the matchup tomorrow night against Kevin Durant is going to be my key matchup to watch Cam Reddish versus Kevin Durant because Cam Reddish is really the only true wing that the Knicks have on this team they do not have a lot of wing depth especially with the Grimes injury they are compromised there but Cam Reddish gives them length he gives them athleticism he's now been inserted into the starting lineup you hope that he can find some three-point efficiency there because playing with Uh, R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, he may not get the ball as much as that starting unit, but nevertheless, his defense is going to be heavily relied upon. And so, as you said, that has pushed Evan forty eight to a bench role where now he's trying to adjust, and he hasn't been looking so great. But uh, with Cam the starting lineup, I think the Knicks can be happy about where their defense can go going forward.
1: Here's something that I've noticed from the outside looking in as a Nets fan looking at the Knicks. It's the third year under Coach Tom Thibodeau. I feel like, you know, they've had some growth. I I know Jalen Brunson is a huge difference. We'll get to him in a second. But I just feel like this is a third year in his system, hearing his voice, his strategy, his game plans. Uh, What are you seeing out of him on the sidelines? We know how he can get. but What are you seeing about, you know, how he goes about his game plans, how he gets these guys to respond, and how they actually are responding this year? Yeah,
2: well, you know, having been around the team from from Summer League and going to their open practices and, and covering some of these games from a media standpoint, uh, they do buy into Tibbs. They, they have a lot of respect for him. It's a very cohesive locker room. These guys are playing hard for each other. They look up to guys like a Julius Randle and even a Derrick Rose as some of the leaders on this team. You see R.J. Barrett really trying to assert himself as a leader on this team, and they are following Tom Thibodeau's lead, and so... Again, you, you know, you look at the, the improvements by a guy like an Obi Toppin. He's been buying into what the coach has been preaching, and he's gotten better. Emmanuel quickly has had some up and downs. Cam Reddish gives gives a lot of credit to the Knicks and their program, having come into this year healthy and practicing with the team early, really trying to get up to speed in Tibbs' system. And so, you know, you do have guys buying in. Nevertheless, there have been some, some tough, tough uh, losses and, and adversity early in this season. I mean, they had a 25-point lead on the Hawks, lost that lead at home and really gotten embarrassed at home to DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. And then they were looking at an even uglier loss in Philadelphia the next night with no Joel Embiid and, and James Harden. And so there's been some situations where it looks like they they let go of the rope a little bit. So they, they've got to be careful there. But overall, it seems like you know the, the team is playing as, as hard as they can uh, under Tom Thibodeau. Let's just see if it translates into wins.
1: It's good to have a coach. I mean, even if he's 64 years old, it's good to have a guy (laughs) that knows what he's doing. The Nets kind of have a guy in Jacques Vaughn who knows what he's doing, but obviously they fired Steve Nash last week. Uh, It was rumored that they were going to hire Ime Udoka. That, I think, is put on the back burner for now. And, uh, you know, the Nets want fans to buy into Jacques Vaughn, who we already saw after they fired Kenny Atkinson, take over, but – Hey, he was able to go on the road and win two out of three. We're rolling with him for now. We'll see what he does tomorrow with the lights on, with everyone paying attention. Now let's talk about Jalen Brunson. I'm from Jersey. He's a Jersey guy. I've known about him for years. I'm not surprised by anything I see from him. He plays with a chip on his shoulder, not being a first round draft pick, but coming out of Villanova with two national championships. I just feel like he's always going to demand his respect and, the way he goes about the game, he's just unflappable. He's the same. He's he's just constant. He's consistent. Uh, what have you noticed just a change from year to year? It's not Alec Burks. It's Jalen Brunson bringing the ball up and uh, getting you guys into the right plays and the right decision-making. And something else I said about the guy, I like how he handles himself with the media too. He's accountable. When they lose, he's not ducking. He's not hiding. He already knows, kind of, you know, being a Jersey kid and rooting for the Knicks, how to handle himself with the New York media.
2: Man, you said it all, man. He He's a steady Eddie. He's an extension of the, of the coach out there on the court. Coach Tom Thibodeau can't stop raving about this kid since he's been here. And he's given the Knicks everything that we need, and that's a stabilizing force at the point guard position. Last night against the Timberwolves, he had 23 points. Eight assists, five rebounds, you know, getting the offense in order, being super efficient from inside of the arc. The Knicks are number two in the league in points in the paint, and Jalen Brunson is a major, major part of that. And so uh, the Knicks have to be happy with what they have and finally getting a point guard that they haven't had in the last 10 years. The way he's able to use his size and his footwork, his physicality to get any shot that he wants to on the court, it's really impressive to watch. And now you're seeing some chemistry between he and, and Julius Randle, he and RJ Barrett, which is very important. It seems like he's been here for, for a number of years. You know, for a guy that's just gotten to the team 10 games into the season, he's very comfortable with what's going on with this team and what the coach is preaching out there. And and I'm very happy with uh, with what Jalen Brunson has given us offensively, defensively. You know, the perimeter defense hasn't been that strong. And that's been part of the issue with the Knicks three-point defense. And so they've got to tighten those things up. That's why a guy like a Cam Reddish is very important in this rotation. R.J. Barrett also has to step up on the on the defensive end, and he has to kind of help cover up some of those deficiencies that Jalen Brunson has from a lateral quickness standpoint and also a size. But nevertheless, it's, it's the offense. It's being a floor general where Jalen Brunson is shining and bright. And, and I think the Knicks are, are poised very well into the future.
1: The Knicks have played the Nets a total of 20, no, 206 times in the regular season. The Brooklyn Nets have 105 wins. The New York Knicks have 101 wins. Here's a trivia question for you. I didn't know it. I had to look it up. Yeah. When was the last time the Knicks beat the Nets? Oh. It's been a while. It's been a couple years now. Ah. Uh... We're coming up on what would be two whole years getting to January. You remember this game January 26 at Madison Square Garden? Ah. Two, I think two, I think two years ago. In January 26 looking at landabasketball.com. Okay. The the Nets have won the last 7 meetings in a row. Oof. So going back to the 2019-2020 season. January 26, 2020, the Brooklyn Nets were able, or the the Knicks were able to beat the Nets in Madison Square Garden, one ten ninety seven. That was the last time they won head to head in the regular season.
2: This must have been when we had uh, our 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 guy Marcus Morris leading the leading the charge here. <laughs> Marcus Morris had an outstanding year for the Knicks, a one one hit wonder. That must have been a Marcus Morris standout game, Ed. That-
1: must have been. I'm trying to think. I'm like, was I at this game? There was a game. I remember going to the Garden in a Vince Carter jersey and uh, being disrespected by some young Knicks fans in uh, Chris Dapp Porzingis jerseys next to me. That was that was way before. No, it couldn't have been 2020 because it, it had to be 2018. It was way before any Nets fan even thought we were getting KD, Kyrie. So yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> so that was going back to um, January 2018. Uh, that I was in the in the in the garden for that loss. Times have changed, but uh, I'll say this as I let you go. You you know how these games go. They come down to the last seconds. They're always competitive and it comes down to Kevin Durant having the ball yeah. in his hands and they're expecting it be to be close uh tomorrow night. You know, FanDuel has the Brooklyn Nets as minus two and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be close, man. You thinking the Knicks can get this one? I think the Nets get it just because of KD. KD has this chip on his shoulder for the Knicks, and obviously his right-hand man, Rich Kleiman, big Knicks fan. Like, KD is going to go out there with these guys, and they already defer to him, right? The offense, if you've been watching yeah. the Nets lately, is completely different without Kyrie. They move the ball, and they're always looking for KD, and that's how he's able to take over and dominate and do his thing. I think we can expect that tomorrow night. Well, you know, last time they played each other
2: at the Barclays Center, I think KD almost went off for about 50. So hopefully uh, Tibbs is looking at the tape and, and we can prevent that. And look, there's nobody that can stop him completely, but maybe Cam Reddish with some, with some size and length can maybe slow him down a little bit. I'd say the difference is, is that in a lot of those close matchups, especially over the last two years, the Knicks were heavily reliant upon Julius Randle to make a play for them and, and take them home. This time you have a point guard now and a Jalen Brunson who can really steady the offense and be a guy that they can go to in crunch time to either score or assist and just make things a little bit easier. And so th- I think that could be a difference. If, if this thing is a nail-biter down the stretch, just having a guy like that who could be cool, calm, and collected on the pressure and deliver for this team could be the difference. So with that being said, Keith, 110-106. Knicks take act one of the battle of of the battle of New York.
1: Called it. (laughs) Called this shot. CP, the franchise. Thanks for joining us tonight. You're the man, bro. Appreciate it.
2: Anytime. Key salute to everybody at the
1: fan. Keep up the great work, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we just talked Knicks, Nets, battle of the boroughs coming up. Call me up. If you want to talk Knicks, Nets and whatever you want to talk about, I said, we'll open it up. That's the last guest I have for tonight. And uh, we'll do an open mic. We can talk Jets, Giants, Yankees, Mets. I think we've got some more from the GM meetings, and uh, I've got a few things to float out there as well. I got to figure out that game that I was at. I think it was January thirtieth, twenty eighteen. Brooklyn Nets lose to the Knicks one eleven to ninety five, and uh, yeah, I was in there with a Vince Carter jersey on, trying to mind my business. I got to find that video. There's like a a funny video of this kid that was like trying to take my beer from me. Probably this kid now. Let's see, that was four years ago. This kid was probably six. And that kid's probably 10. Who knows? He might be listening to the fan right now.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.